Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex, your host for the next 30 minutes. We'll treat this as a consultation of sorts. This podcast is oriented around professional development. It's what it's geared toward and we're in the business of business and we would like to cultivate the next generation of corporate cowboys, of leaders in the corporate space because after all, everyone is born into this corporate war, whether we realize it or not. It's the sooner, the sooner that we realize this is the sooner that we can start working with corporate and not just working for it, right? Elevating the individual to the level of an entire corporation, which sounds powerful. When you think about it, folks always claim that <laughs> corporate is corporate is psychotic. Corporate is is this. Corporate is that. Corporate has no feelings. Well, what about you? You've got feelings, and you've got agility. You can turn on a dime. Where in corporate, for the most part, you've got a lot of red tape and levels of clearance to go through. See, you can do it moving where corporate cannot. Sometimes that works in your favor. On your path to attaining that state of consummate professionalism. You can negotiate every twist, every turn. And if you're capable, it'll be in your favor. Today's question comes from r slash career guidance. They're asking, uh, dang, this is a long one. <laughs> All right. So let me, let me go ahead and read this. This is pretty long. They're asking, I have to lay off people. I have to lay people off. How do I move on from this? Damn, it sounds like it's going to be philosophical. They've flared it for advice. So I'll do what I can to try and pull, you know, reasonable inferences from this question. And because it's a rather long body, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that there's a lot of contextual information, a lot of facts, juicy or not, that will help inform an opinion. Given that, little legal disclaimer is that any opinion that we give across our platforms should not be construed or taken to be legal advice. If you haven't engaged with us directly, we do not condone or promote any wrongful activity, any criminal activity. Questionable, maybe, but not wrongful, okay? Especially when you're dealing in corporate. And, uh, the topic of ethics. <laughs> it's just ethereal. It's in the ether. <laughs> we operate in ethics. So they start with having to manage through layoffs is the most stressful thing I've ever had to do. Okay, so this is going to be more like a narrative format. You can follow along and 
you can hear the questions that I would be posing to this hypothetical client if I had them in front of me, then it would be in order to get a better idea, biographical information or uh, more context, additional context that we could then use to strategize and come up with an actionable plan. But what I'm trying to elicit, what we try to elicit over the course of interviews and questionnaires with clients in real life is actionable intel, actual intelligence. And sometimes the, the client doesn't pick up on what we're asking for. And sometimes some clients take to this this line, these lines of questioning and these interviews better than others, where they know what I'm driving at, and so they're able to uh, get to the point faster. So this person is writing, having to manage through layoffs is the most stressful thing I've ever had to do. As a mid-level manager, ooh, they're a middle manager, I've, I have zero control over what happens to my team. I've worked hard to build a strong team culture where people feel safe and respected, and I feel all the work I've put into creating this culture is being ripped away. For no other reason than the business wants their budget to look better this year, it is such a short-sighted view that creates an environment of distrust. Companies want loyalty, yet we can be discarded in the most ruthless of manners. <laughs> Sounds like this hypothetical client really took their time to draft uh, the body on this question. And there's one, two, three, four, about five paragraphs. I do want to touch on the fact that I'll just, I'll start with saying that when you are a manager, as soon as you're put into a, a level, a position where you are the supervisor, I mean, you've got multiple paths that you could take, whether you want to be dictatorial or if you're going to be a pushover manager and that really depends on the overall organizational culture. That doesn't mean that you can't cultivate a culture below your position. Have it be a mini chain of command, a, a mini pyramid of control within the larger pyramid of the organization. Now, sometimes managers up top will pick up on the fact that or will be aware to the fact that their cultural values, their organizational values are not conducive to innovation, are not conducive to collaboration. And so you in your nebulous mind, thinking that 
you can cultivate this culture beneath yourself and those individuals that are in positions below yours, that might be viewed as a threat, right? <laughs> I've been in that position before and have had a corporate, upper level corporate, reach out to me out of fear that I would unionize. But that's what happens when you're a competent leader, when you're charismatic and are able to garner not just attention, but support for a vision of how business can be bettered, how business can be improved. So, what would a corporate cowboy do? Well, back then, the time that I was speaking of, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now. I was definitely younger. I was, what, late teens, early 20s? <laughs> and um, I was already put into positions of leadership, which I excelled at. But corporate did not take kindly to the fact that I had ideas on where to improve business without selling our people short. You know, in an ideal world, the CEO is like the general and then everybody falls in line below them. That's the pyramid. A pyramid of command, right? Because when you think about the span of control that a CEO has, a CEO can point anybody out and let them go, fire them. Everyone is entry level forever, even the CEO. So you would think that it would behoove the CEO to foster a culture of trust and, and interdependability, but that requires, that requires real personality. And some of these motherfuckers in corporate are superficial at best. They're paper thin and only skin deep. It's atrocious. But the world is full of these people. I mean, not full of them, not to the brim, but the, the world has these types of people in positions of influence. It's not even real power. It's only perceived power. The ones with real power tend to be the ones who get knocked the fuck off because they have the kind of power that others would kill for, that others would fire on you for <laughs> in a fire at will situation. Let me continue. The things I've been asked to do as a manager the last couple of months have made it hard for me to even sleep at night. I've considered quitting several times 
knowing what is about to happen to my team. Jesus. Jesus really pulls at the heartstrings, man, of a of a consummate professional. Someone who's cultivated and developed and coached a team of individual team members who if you do it correctly, if if it's done right, will stick their necks out for you. Might even take a bullet for you in quote unquote real life, not just in the work setting. That's possible when you're dealing with real people. But again, this is corporate. Let's keep reading. I've considered quitting several times, knowing what is about to happen to my team. Knowing I'm asked to lie to them and am legally not allowed to say what's coming even though I know everything. I have to lie and pretend and read statements off of a script that has been provided. Even when my team asks me straight up what's going on, HR has instructed me to gaslight and lie. People say, this is just business, but why is business this way? I understand that there are times, this is the next paragraph, I understand that there are times when layoffs need to be happen, need to be, need to happen. Yeah, I thought it needed to be hidden. Hold on, I I misread that. I apologize. I I understand that there are times when layoffs need to happen for various reasons. The business needs change. Competitors come onto the market. A direction shifts. I totally get it. My problem is not with having layoffs itself, It's with the way in which companies use layoffs to their advantage when there is actually no real need. It's also how the layoffs are handled. Why can't companies be transparent that a layoff is coming and give people time and opportunity to find a new job? At my company, we have known it's coming for for quite some time, yet we lie to our workforce. I know the exact date I'm letting someone go two months from now, yet I have to pretend I know nothing. All this time, they could have voluntarily left or started looking for a new job. Instead, I will have to let them go and their company access will get shut off immediately and they are out the door. As a manager, I have to have their one-to-ones and pretend like I know nothing. As a manager who tries to lead with compassion, empathy, and positivity, this eats my soul. I get it. I I totally understand. It hurts. It's, it's, uh, It's a betrayal. In every sense of the word. It's just not called betrayal. When you're selling your team short. In corporate, at least. They don't call it betrayal. But that is... That is it, really. When you've worked in the trenches. Especially especially if you came up with this team, right? And uh, you were promoted over them. And you were sought out by uh, your leadership to have you lead 
your team and you develop them. So you came up through the trenches together. You killed together. You ate together. And now you have to cut them loose. It fucking hurts. It burns. As what would a corporate cowboy do, you ask? I mean, you've got a couple of options, but let's, let's take the hypothetical client, right? Obviously, we would want to know what their status in life is, their social position, whether or not they've got dependents at home, whether or not they've got something lined up. If they've been seeking replacement employment elsewhere, they've got some kind of cushion in terms of finances. We'd want to take a look at that employment agreement also and find really what it says, whether or not they can disclose the fact that layoffs are coming or what gray area exists. I mean, it's a little too late to throw it in their face and say, well, you should have negotiated better when you took this leadership role. But now that they're in this role, it doesn't mean that they have to stop being a, a competent leader with dignity, with integrity, with honor. What, because corporate told you you can't? Fuck all of that. What would a corporate cowboy do? Not break the law. Not, no. Not by any stretch of the human imagination. But when you're dealing with corporate, you can take your team with you. A little exfil, a little extraction. Now that's going to take some, that's going to take monumental steps and deliberate orchestration. But you're going to have to let your team in on the fact that these layoffs are coming down and everybody's on the fucking chopping block. Alternatively, you want to evaluate, you want to assess how much juice, how much pull you have in the organization. Is it worth going to bat for them? Not once more because you would do it. But how far can you get advocating for them in your current position? Who can you negotiate for? Maybe you do want to shave off some of the lower performers and keep some of the top performers. Maybe that is a way you can prepare some type of proposal, some type of initiative. To keep those that produce the most, even though they get paid a little more. So the company doesn't get this. So that the organization doesn't get this overall reputation of being untrustworthy, but competitive. You see, there is a way. To have your cake and eat it too. What you need is a second perspective. 
Nah, but corporate and it's <laughs> and it's uh divine, what is it? What's it called? And it's wisdom. And it's in its provident wisdom thinks that by stabbing motherfuckers in the back and cutting everybody loose because what it's it's year end or it's uh the the third quarter is about to begin that they can just start cutting fools down they can just start cutting people down well this person said it's two months away what so in the fourth quarter you want to cut people down so that when the next year rolls over what you can just hire newbies again inexperienced or some with less experience that you'll have to train and develop once more because you think you can save a couple of bucks on salary nah come on man especially if you're dealing with fortune 500s fortune 100s there is a way to have your cake and eat it too not just shit on whatever cake is available that's literally shitting where you eat <laughs> continuing they write some people have said i'm just not cut out for management because of the way this has impacted me and i feel the exact opposite whoa that's a twist more people like me need to be in management uh hold on I, I didn't read anything in here that this motherfucker moved like a corporate cowboy it sounds like he's going to let these people go but he's but they're just gonna feel bad doing it okay um, what, the, what the fuck <laughs> yeah no that's fine you brought up this crop of uh this crew you brought up this crew under you and uh you've grown attached to them that's no difference of just bringing on interns every year, having favorites, and still having to let them go because their position was temporary. <laughs> Nothing in here is telling me that they're going to go out of their way to vouch for their team, right? To, uh, to gain some ground for the professional over corporate if anything it sounds like they're the perfect cog in the wheel of corporate it sounds like they've been greased and corporate is running exactly how they want it to run more people like me they write need to be in management in my 360 review what now they're going to pop their collar in my 360 review, my team rated me with the highest scores for fostering a culture where they feel they can speak openly about difficult issues, that I lead with integrity, honor my commitments, and communicate openly, and have high ethical standards, that I create an environment where people feel valued and different perspectives are encouraged and respected, that I promote a culture of learning and that I consistently apply good judgment. I belong in a management role. I am cut out to be a manager. All right, well, there you go. You're, you're, you're not a leader. Get over yourself. You're just a manager. I, I could probably cut this right here.
But you've got me for another about five minutes. So I could rip this motherfucker a new one. Whether they're male or female, I don't give two fucks. But they're the perfect manager because unless they've got some prescription for Xanax or Clonopin, and <laughs> they can just bitch and whine on Reddit and still show up to work because they have to gaslight and lie and fucking feel bad about it while they do it, nothing is going to change. They're meant to be a manager. That's what a manager does. A manager manages. A leader leads. Corporate cowboy? Which one do you think we're doing? I mean, unless, unless this manager is also lending a hand, holding a hand out for his team, doing them a solid, and actually giving them some type of informal notice that life could be better working somewhere else and that it would be in their best interest to broaden their professional network. You see, notice how I'm, I'm saying these things and motivating my team to work to find better options and not stay so close to do it moving. But that's what you get in corporate. You see, we don't know if, if this... Manager has a family at home, has mouths to feed, and they're afraid if they open their mouth for any fucking reason other than to lie, that they're going to lose their job. All right, then. Your job is to fucking lie. And you're doing it to the T. Chef's kiss. You're, <laughs> you're doing it exactly how corporate wants it done. I belong in management. Yeah. Yeah, you do. If I were your supervisor, I would get rid of everyone but you. <laughs> They're right. I am cut out to be a manager. I am not cut out to lie to my team and cut off people's livelihoods for no good reason than to save $157,000 for half a year when my company makes 20 plus billion a year. Whoa, okay, so maybe they're a Fortune 500, Fortune 100, right? <laughs> but they're still a man. They're just, this is just a whining post, a bitch post. They're on here bitching about how I'm not made to lie, but fuck it, I'm gonna show up to work tomorrow because a job is a job, ass motherfucker. I will probably have to rehire these roles next year. When the budget resets, I called it, the people we are letting go have been good performers. And I'm told it's simply a role elimination to save money for this year. How do I move on from this and lead the rest of you're not fucking leading, dog? How do I move on from this and lead the rest of my team? You're not fucking leading. You're managing. You're a good manager. That's it. You're not. A good leader <laughs> and if and if you do this year to year you're you're a slaver you're a manager a glorified slaver obviously right because i mean there are some good managers but in today's day and age the modern day professional they shouldn't be dependent 
on their manager keeping them because they're a good employee. You have to do that shit moving. Especially, especially if you are a corporate cowboy. You can't be satisfied with the fact you have a job. You've got to be looking for something better. If you're not making it work where you are now, if you are not actively improving where you are now, if you're not networking, if you're not tapping somebody's shoulder and letting them know that your ideas were, act were actually their ideas and in their best interest, there is a way you can sell your ideas without having to sell yourself out. And securing your livelihood if what you want is something long term. But that's it's totally different. You've, you've got no friends in corporate. <laughs> you've got associates and that's it. There are the ones you do dirt with and the ones who get dusted. <laughs> that's it. But that's the way of corporate life. This, this, is, this is corporate war. This is corporate war. You ever work with a friend? And that friend was, I've got a good story, real quick. Well, not even real quick, it's just anecdotal. It's just anecdotal. It's, it's having to work with a friend and you get along while you work together, but you get along so well that very little work gets done. And the moment you're put into a position where now you have to answer for the work getting done, they don't want to carry on. Because, well, they've got you as a friend and you're a manager. So they think that you will overlook all the times that they fuck up. They start showing up late. They start neglecting clients. They start looking bad and it makes the organization look bad. It makes the organization look bad and it reflects poorly on you as well. What do you do? You let them go. And that's when you realize that you've got no real friends in corporate. You've got associates. Especially if they're not professionally minded. If they're not taking care of business, what you think business is going to take care of them? That's the whole point. You take care of business. You do it right. Business will take care of you. Catch you on the next one. You'll find us on uh, on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. On Patreon, that's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. There are multiple tiers you can join, and all, all funds collected they go to business expenses and legal fees. You want to write to us? That's P.O. Box three three seven two, Rancho Cordova, California. Nine five seven four one, and that gets checked every so often. So give us some time, because we have to forward it. <laughs> Take care of yourself.